Welcome to Chasing Dramas. This is the podcast that discusses Chinese history and culture through historical Chinese dramas. We are your hosts, Karen and Kathy. We are pausing today on our discussion of Empresses in the Palace to discuss a more recent film, Disney's Mulan. We recently watched the new Mulan movie that is available on Disney+. It stars the beautiful Liu Yifei in the title role as Mulan and has some other notable stars such as Gong Li, who plays Xianyang, a witch, and Donnie Yen as General Tang. After watching this movie, we just had so many thoughts that we just had to do research and discuss it here. Kathy and I grew up watching the Disney version of Mulan. We basically know it by heart. I'm sure a lot of young women feel this way too. Not even that, we've watched the Mandarin dub and the Cantonese dub. Fun fact, the Mandarin and Cantonese dubs feature Jackie Chan as Shang. And yes, he does the singing um, for both of those dubs. We are excited to share our thoughts and the history and culture that we see on the screen for this new live-action movie. Following our general podcast format, we will go over a high-level summary of the movie and then some in-depth analysis on the history of Mulan. This episode is spoiler-free of the movie. We referenced the beginning and was widely available in plot summaries or trailers. We will have a separate episode where we go in-depth on our thoughts of the movie. For this podcast, we will be discussing the movie primarily in English, but pronounce proper nouns in Mandarin Chinese. If you are new to our podcast, please check out our intro to the podcast episode to get an understanding of what our podcast episodes are generally about. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or contact us at ChasingDramas.com if you have any questions. All right, with that, let's get started. The movie depicts the tale of Hua Mulan, a young woman who takes her father's place in the Imperial Army and her epic battles to save the Emperor from the Northern Invaders. The movie starts with Mulan meeting the matchmaker in hopes of a good match. It doesn't go so well. As Mulan is being told off for bringing dishonor to her family, shame on you. <laughs> Her village hears news that the emperor is conscripting men from every family to fight the Rorans. Wanting to protect her injured and elderly father, Mulan steals his armor, sword, and conscription notice and takes his place in the army. We follow Mulan's journey as she becomes a warrior in the Imperial Army. The storyline is similar to the 1998 Disney animated version, but... Disney has made it slightly more historically accurate, at least in terms of the enemy they are facing. Instead of Huns invading China, it is actually the Rorans, or Roran. Who are these people? We'll discuss that in our historical analysis. And this film also does not feature, unfortunately, any singing, so your favorite songs are not there other than in instrumentation background music, and there is unfortunately no... Uh, animated dragon voiced by Eddie Murphy to serve as comic relief, which was sad. <laughs> That's all I can say. 
Let's talk about this cast. This cast is quite fun as it includes a few very prominent names from Chinese entertainment. Plus, it just allows me the opportunity to fangirl about the main lead. Liu Yifei plays Hua Mulan. She is primarily a mainland Chinese actress, but has had a foray into Hollywood with the 2008 film The Forbidden Kingdom. That film also starred Jackie Chan and Jet Li. I remember going to the theater to see that film with my friends. It's a fun time, but mixes a lot of Chinese lore slash legends together, which was a little jarring, especially for Chinese history nerds like me and Kathy. Not my favorite film overall, but entertaining. Liu Yifei has been one of my favorite actresses for about the last 15 years. I was ecstatic to hear that she would play Mulan. She started in the industry at a very young age and is deemed as one of the most beautiful women in China. Her nickname is called Jie by most fans, which means goddess older sister, or something like that. This is derived from her role as Xiao Longnu, or Young Dragon Lady, in a martial arts or wuxia drama called Shen Diao Xia Lu that came out in 2006. She plays an ethereal martial arts master who only wears white. Seriously, look at her photos from this drama. I posted a couple of them to Twitter. She is absolutely stunning. I think those or Chinese dramas in general do a better job of portraying her beauty than what we have seen in uh, this film. Even if you look at trailers, I think you will see that uh, the pictures I posted on Twitter are much more flattering of her. Liu Yifei's background was in ballet, but since she's been in so many martial arts dramas, she's very adept with various weapons and wushu. You'll see in this movie, Mulan, that she is generally very comfortable with her sword and is doing many of her own stunts. I feel that many people who have watched her dramas growing up will be happy to see her in this film, or at least will support her. Yes, I think over 2,000 women auditioned for the role of Hua Mulan, um, so good for her. Karen, why didn't you audition? <laughs> Trust me, yo, like, I, if I had the opportunity, I totally would have auditioned, um, but, you know, I, if I can't be Mulan, I am glad it's Liu Yifei, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> So, who else is in the cast? Gong Li is the witch Xian Yang. Gong Li, the actress, is considered one of the greatest Chinese actresses living today. She debuted in Zhang Yimou's Red Sorghum, or Hong Gao Liang, in 1987, and has been in numerous award-winning movies over the decades, including Farewell My Concubine, or Ba Wang Bie Ji, Flirting Scholar, Tangshan Bo Dian Qiu Xiang, and 2046. Western audiences will know her from Memoirs of a Geisha and Miami Vice. There are quite a few of her movies that are available to stream if you want to catch up on her filmography. I really did enjoy Farewell My Concubine, but it is not a movie for the light of heart. It's a sad story. Very sad. I don't know about her makeup here in Mulan, but she does look great overall. Next up is Jet Li. He is the emperor. Let's see, who doesn't know Jet Li? If, if you don't know, raise your hand. <laughs> we will explain. He was the Chinese mainland action star for the 90s and the 2000s. 
Born in Beijing, Jet Li was a wushu champion before becoming an actor. For those of you that don't know, wushu is Chinese martial arts. He was in the fantastic 2002 film called Hero or Yingxiong by Zhang Yimou, and then in the 2006 film Fearless or Huo Yuanjia. He broke into the international market with Lethal Weapons 4 in 1998. He's also in the Expendables franchise with Sylvester Stallone, among various other films. He's now retired from being an action star, but can be seen as Emperor in Mulan here. I was pretty shocked to see how much he's aged in this film. Maybe it's the makeup, or this is a reflection of reality. But、uh, I was quite surprised. Next, we have Donnie Yen as Commander Tung. Donnie Yen, or in Mandarin Jen Zidan, is a popular Hong Kong action star that starred in many popular movies, including the Ip Man movies, and was also in Rogue One: A Star Wars Story. He is known for doing most of his own stunts. If you're interested in seeing some of his work, definitely start with the Ip Man movies. They are available on Netflix, or at least the first one is. He is fantastic at various forms of martial arts, and they are on full display in several of these movies. The character he plays in this movie is Commander Tung, who trains the soldiers before heading off to battle. Finally, we have Jin Pei Pei. She is the matchmaker. This is a small role, but guess what? Jen Peipei played Liu Yifei's grandmother in Liu Yifei's classic drama *Xian Jian Qi Xia Zhuan*, or *Chinese Paladin*, that came out in the mid 2000s,、uh, and is a film that Kathy and I have geeked out and watched a bajillion times. It is a classic in Chinese dramas for people who、uh, were around in the 2000s. It is heartwarming、uh, to see them in this film, even though they don't have many scenes together. Jin Peipei has been in many movies and dramas in China, Hong Kong, and the U.S., including *Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon*. That's really interesting. I did not know that. The rest of the cast include Yosun An as Chen Honghui and Zima as Hua Zhou.、Uh, a very fun role for him, or I thought he did an excellent job in this role, and、um, a fun cameo that we won't spoil now. We primarily wanted to highlight these actors and actresses because they've been so prominent in Chinese entertainment or the Chinese dramas that and films that we've uh, watched. Um, it does not mean we're not interested in the other actors or actresses. It just means that we, Kathy and I, want to geek out about our excitement of these characters at least. Now that we've spoken about the cast, let's get on with some history about Mulan. When we were watching this film, the live-action version, my friend was surprised to hear that Mulan was actually part of Chinese history. She thought that it was actually created by Disney in the animated film. That is. Actually, completely false.、Uh, there is a lot of historical significance to this story. So, what is the story? The story of Mulan was first recorded as a folk ballad in the latter end of the Bei Chao era or the Northern Dynasty era, so around sixth century A.D. It's been around for many centuries. There is no definitive author of this ballad, nor are we certain of Mulan's existence. 
her birth, where she's from, her last name are all a mystery. It is widely accepted now that her last name is Hua, uh, which means flower, but it is never mentioned in the ballad. Interestingly, if you move the last name behind Mulan, her, uh, the description is Mulan Hua or the magnolia flower. She is generally thought of to have been from the Henan province, but again, there is no definitive answer. The ballad or poem called Mulan Si isn't very long. On the whole, it's similar to what the Disney movies have depicted, though there are a few differences. Here's my rough English translation. Mulan is weaving cloth, but is thinking about the conscription notice that arrived yesterday. The ruler is drafting men for war. Every notice or document has her father's name on it, but he does not have an older son. So Mulan willingly decides to go to the market to buy a horse and saddle to take his place in the army. The next day, she leaves her family and travels to the Yellow River, no longer able to hear her parents calling out to her. She only hears the rush of the Yellow River. The following day, she travels to the Yen Mountain, no longer able to hear her parents calling out to her. She only hears the horsemen and their horses. They travel thousands of miles to reach the battlefield, climbing over many mountains as if they were flying. Through the cold northern air, they hear the night clap, the moonlight shining on the soldier's armor. Some fall after a hundred battles, others return after ten years' time, victorious. The victors return to meet the Son of Heaven who sits on his throne. Each soldier is rewarded for their merits and Mulan receives a hefty reward. The Son of Heaven asks Mulan what else she desires. She says she does not want a role in his court. She only wants to return home to her family. Her parents, upon hearing that she is returning home, come out to greet her. Mulan's sister dresses herself up. Mulan's younger brother starts working to slaughter pigs and goats to celebrate. Mulan opens every door at home to look around. She takes off her armor, dons her women's clothes. She fixes her hair and puts on makeup. She walks out to greet her fellow soldiers who are stunned at her transformation. They exclaim that they have traveled and fought together for 12 years and never knew she was a woman. The poem ends with, there are characteristics to tell the difference between male and female rabbits, but when they are running together, how can one tell the difference? Again, that is my rough translation. For those of you who are watching the film or re-watching the film after listening to this podcast, pay attention to the last line I just said about these rabbits. So what are some of the differences from the poem versus what we've seen in the movies? Not just the Disney one, uh, the animated one, but even this one so far. First, there is no mention of a matchmaker. So that part is added for general story purposes in both uh, these versions. There's also no intense battle to save the emperor documented in this ballad. Instead, she fought the war for 12 years, or she was in the army for 12 years. Further, her identity is never revealed to her fellow soldiers in some dramatic fashion. 
They only discover her secret after she decides to reveal it to her friends. Interestingly, in this ballad, she has a younger brother and a younger sister. So she didn't go because her father had no sons, but because her father had no... Older son. Yeah, older son or a son of age that could take his place. There is also, unfortunately, no love story in this ballad. This ballad seems solely focused on her devotion to her family and her wish to protect her father. Evidently, any love interests are further fabrications or additions to this ballad. But geez, keeping your identity a secret for 12 years? That is an incredible feat. This might speak to Mulan's intellect at being able to fool everyone for so long, but it could also mean that this poem was written by a man who didn't really think some of these logistics through. <laughs> and uh, finally, as a major point of deviation from the animated version, the enemy in this movie are the Rorans. This is actually true to history and was most likely the enemy that Mulan fought in this Chinese ballad. So Karen, who are the Rorans exactly? I was very pleasantly surprised to hear uh, the movie discuss Rorans when they first came on screen. So, who are they? Yeah, but no song about the Huns. I know. <laughs> There's no, let's get down to get business exactly. to defeat the Huns this time. <laughs> let's get down to business to defeat the Rorans. Don't, don't really roll off the tongue as well. As with the ballad, the origins of the Roran people are not definitive, but experts generally agree that they are descended from Eastern Hu, Xiongnu, and Xianbei people. Roran was a cognate of mostly nomadic tribes that were fearsome on horseback. This is key, and you will see this in the movie. During the 4th to 6th centuries uh, AD, they occupied the northern steppe region, or what is today Mongolia and northeastern China. The Rorans hit their peak in the years 410 to 425 AD. They constantly descended further mainland in skirmishes against the northern Wei, or Bei Wei, dynasty. In between wars, there were tributary relationships between the Rorans and the northern Wei empire, but the Rorans were completely decimated in 555 AD at the hand of the Gokturks or Tujue, which effectively dissolved this group in history. In the movie, the leader of the invading Rorans is called Borikan. I didn't see uh, records of this person's name uh, existing as a Khan, so probably a fabrication. Let's also talk about the time period that this movie was set in. It's never clearly stated, but based on certain costume choices and the existence of the Rorans, the movie is most likely set in the Southern and Northern Dynasties, or Nan Bei Chao, which also fits in with when the Mulan ballad first surfaced. This period lasted from 386 to 589 AD. There were multiple kingdoms that sprung up during this time period without one unifying dynasty. It's a rather messy time period. The northern dynasties comprise of Bei Wei, or Northern Wei, Dong Wei, Eastern Wei, Si Wei, Western Wei, 
Beiqi, Northern Qi, and Beizhou or Northern Zhou, and the Southern Dynasties comprised of Liu Song, Xiao Song, Xiao Liang, and Nanchen. As you can see, it's pretty obvious that there are lots of dynasties and empires during this time period. It's difficult to uh, follow everything very clearly. It was a dangerous and fragmented time. If you look at the maps of this time period, the Rorons were a constant threat to all of the northern dynasties. There are plenty of records of Rorons attacking northern Wei and northern Qi. This time period came to an end with the unification under Emperor Wen creating the Sui dynasty. The origins of Mulan are known to have come from this time, but it's not clear as to the exact time frame, so we don't know which particular dynasty she's from. Therefore, when she talks, or this movie talks about uh, joining the Imperial Army, that's a little bit of um, an inaccuracy because we don't know which dynasty or empire she's from. There are many imperial armies she could join and many emperors she could save. Finally, let's talk about um, the sets and costume design for this movie. These are shown in the trailer, so no spoilers here. When we first start off with the movie, we get a sweeping scene of Mulan's home. We see the rice fields and rice paddies along with these large, you would say like huts, I guess, or just like large communities built of mud that look very similar to Hakka huts found in southern China. Today we find them in Fujian province and the minority is actually Kezia in Mandarin. As for the costumes and makeup, the one that pops into mind is Liu Yifei's transformation for the matchmaking scene. When I first saw it in the trailer, I was pretty taken aback. It's quite different from what we're used to, especially the yellow powder, but after doing a little bit of digging, this makeup is uh, relatively historically accurate. So let's go with um, kind of like the different parts of the makeup for Mulan. The makeup for her cheeks is actually called Wan Xia Zhuang or the evening sunset style. It was common during this time period, or the Northern and Southern Dynasty period. The main point was to powder the cheeks like a red sunset. But to me, they just look super, super red, kind of like apple red, or I don't know. It's just very red. Now onto her forehead. The style is called Le Huang Zhuang, or literally translated to forehead yellow. Women would powder their foreheads yellow or use a yellow paper flower cutout that they would place on their forehead. This style is actually quoted in the Mulan ballad. When she returns home and changes to women's clothing, she looks at the mirror to add yellow flowers. In Mandarin, the phrase is Dui Jing Tie Hua Huang. I also read somewhere that, that this kind of makeup was a way to attract or try to attract the emperor so that, I mean, if your cheeks are red and rosy and your forehead is yellow, then he'll be like, oh, that's very different or interesting and come to you as the concubine. <laughs> um, but I don't know about that one. Like every single woman has that type of makeup on. 
Alright, finally, the red flower petals on Mulan's forehead were also common. It looks to be three flower petals here, um, but the origins are actually from the Songwu dynasty in the south during this time period. So the legend goes that one princess was sleeping and flower petals landed on her forehead. She couldn't peel them off, but after five days, they finally washed off, but left five flower petal marks on her forehead. Her palace maids and other ladies in the palace thought it looked lovely and all wanted to mimic the style. So hence the plum flower style was born or Mei Hua Zhuang. It was very fashionable to draw flower shapes on one's forehead and the style persisted well into the Tang Dynasty um, over 200 years later. We actually discussed this type of Mei Hua Zhuang in some of our episodes of Zhen Huan Zhuan, Empresses in the Palace. So please check out our other episodes of Empresses in the Palace. I will just say with this whole entire getup, apparently the um, makeup and costume design specifically made this style for Liu Yifei to be historically accurate. Um, I'll just say that uh, thankfully Liu Yifei is very pretty that she can pull this off. Um, I honestly don't know if she does. I think that's the problem. Also, I think because we're so used to the Chinese production, uh, I think if this was our Chinese drama, they probably would have done a better job of putting her makeup and hair together. I think this drama or this movie, when you look at it, especially for those of us who have watched like like Empresses in the Palace or uh, the story of Yanxi Palace, all of these other Chinese dramas, we're so used to things being much more clean and better fitting, the hairstyles in particular. I personally didn't think this makeup and costume and hair design for Liu Yifei was particularly stunning, especially when we compare this to what we're used to in Chinese dramas. But I'm glad to know that the Disney uh, makeup artists and costume designers did do their research. Well, that's it for our discussion and history of Mulan and our brief recap about the film without any spoilers. Go and watch the movie before coming back to listen to our review. We will talk about our overall impressions of the film as well as Easter eggs and uh, historical inaccuracies that we see. We also will dive into more history, but that will definitely go into spoiler territory, so we won't discuss that here. Let us know what you thought of the film as well, either via social media or email us at karenandkathy at chasingdramas.com. Thanks so much for listening. We will catch you in our spoiler review of this movie. And also, if you're new to our podcast, please listen to the rest of our episodes. We are following the drama Empresses in the Palace episode by episode, doing similar things of discussing the plot and talking about Chinese history.